Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. Got off the plane here, started sneezing again, so I know it's Texas. Texas allergies, amen. But thank God for the trees budding, for those of you folks that like this warmer weather that's coming, amen. I'm so happy for you. So excited for you, so, yeah, so excited for you, amen, amen. I, every March 15th, I look at that calendar, and I hope it goes back to October 15th, and it never has happened once, but I'm going to keep on believing, amen, as we can go back to fall. Well, there's a revival spirit in here, amen, how many feel the revival spirit on a Wednesday night, amen? I want to thank all the musicians they did an awesome job tonight and Sunday and last Wednesday. Can we give them a big hand in the sound booth? <laughs> Sounded so good. It really did. Amazing. Stepping up. Lots of people out. Lots of people gone. But everybody just stepped up, and it sounded great and sounded amazing. And I want to thank Pastor Mario for two powerful words while we were gone. I listened to both of them. Got saved twice. Amen. Went to the altar. Praise the Lord. Great messages from Pastor Mario. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, we're, we're excited to be back, and uh, I want to just give a little foundation. We're going to kind of let some people preach a message for you tonight with what they saw. If you got the background, uh, I just felt like talking about seeing the vision. How many know there's a saying, seeing is believing? And um, this is an opportunity, and we want you to know that this, we'd love to make this something that we could do. I don't want to say a specific time, but something we could do every year. And start taking people that have never been uh, out of the country to go. Because it's one thing to go to conference. Well, first of all, it's one thing to hear it here. And you hear it and you hear it and you hear it. And then you get to go to a conference. And then you get to see the pastors and hear the pastors and all that. And, and then we have pastors come here like we did with Pastor Safari. And you, you see them face to face and you hear their message. But there's nothing like going to another country and actually seeing the vision with your own eyes. And so tonight we're going to have some testimonies of what they saw. Uh, but I want to give a little background. It was exactly 30 years ago this month that I was in Tucson, Arizona, and had just gotten saved and, and got on a plane or drove a car an hour and a half from Tucson, Arizona to Phoenix, Arizona to Mesa, and got on a plane and flew all the way to Miami and got on that plane and flew all the way down into Costa Rica. And I remember it like it was yesterday, flying into that country and looking down over the darkness of that country and, and uh, looking at all the streets that looked like some drunk donkeys made. Because here in the States, everything's really square. And uh, I, there was a lot of mountains and, the, and a lot of curves, as our people found out. And uh, I just remember thinking, what in the world have I gotten myself into? I was 19 years old and going down there to learn Spanish. And I remember getting off that plane. The airport has changed tremendously. It was not like it is today. It wasn't as touristy as it was. And I uh, had to carry our luggage upstairs. There was no air conditioning. Got out there and just freaked out in the culture, you know, and being in a different country and remember getting all the way to my house that I was going to stay out with this Catholic family. And when I say Catholic, they were devout. 
They were the ones that had the stuff on the wall, the candles and the images, and they would light them up and be praying to it. And it freaked me out. I'd never seen that in my life. And went to the bedroom and said, God, what am I doing here? What am I doing in this country? I want to go home. And for the first month, even though I was a 19-year-old man now, I had never been out of the country before. I wanted to go home. I told him, I, I, gotta, I can't do this. This culture, this culture shocks too much. I can't speak the language. But thank God he sent a woman, a man, into my life named Carla. And one Sunday I woke up on a Sunday morning and two of my gringo friends that were missionaries there that were learning Spanish said, go to church with us. We were Assemblies of God at that time, the denomination. And, and uh, I passed five different churches. Now, looking back, I've gone many times, five different Assemblies of God churches that I could have gone to. There was one even in the neighborhood where I was learning Spanish. Walked into a church of about 2,000 people. And uh, one of the things that I do now, and we just did this in Pavas and in, in, in Ciudad Colón, is we make sure that there's a screen for the words. But I'm thankful that that day there was no screen and there was no words because I couldn't speak any Spanish, so I couldn't sing the worship. So I was wandering. I didn't know the words, and I should have had my eyes closed and just been worshiping, but I was just looking around and saw that woman across the way, about a 1,000 people away, and she stuck out, and that was Miss Carla. And the rest is history, and we got married and started dating, got married, and then it was so cool. It was really full circle, this trip, to be down there 30 years later with two churches that we've started and to have my daughter's and my grandkids in that country all these years later. It's really a full circle moment to see what God has done. Amen? And so, amen. Praise the Lord. That country is very special to us and very special to Pastor Marlon Dianza. And I know how much Landon loves it. And I know how much uh, this church is, is growing to love it. I know the people that were able to go and went love it as well. Many years ago, I don't remember what year, about 2010 maybe, somewhere around there, Paul and Brenda and Chris and Laura went with us. And um, I don't think we've ever done a trip since, but we've had people tell us over and over, over the years, we want to go to Costa Rica, including Pastor John and Ceci. So we finally just said, from all these people that have been telling us for years, let's just set a date. Let's just go. And so we went. So we, we went down there and were able to minister last Wednesday, a week ago today, in our church in Pavis that we started, that Pastor Moran Dianza took over. And then Sunday we ministered in our new church with Pastor Jose and Marcella in Ciudad Colón. So I'm going to have uh, the couples come up and just uh, give a quick testimony of what they saw. But before we do, I want to put up a verse in Habakkuk. And seeing the vision is important because we've read this before, and, and uh, there's nothing like a message coming from somebody's eyes. How many know that they say a, a picture is worth a thousand words? And so when you see something, you know, like I'm talking about, uh, hearing about it over and over again, now these couples were able to go and see it with their own eyes, feel it, and be there, and, and understand what it's like to be in another country. And so we understand that our vision goes all the way back to Habakkuk, and it says, The Lord answered me, and he said, Write the vision down, and make it plain on tablets. And they were majorly prophesying there, amen, that we have actually have tablets today. That he may run... Who reads it? And I think that that's so important because our, our vision over here, if everybody's new or just starting to come to church and don't know what it is, that's pretty simple right there. How many are thankful for a simple vision? I mean, it'd be kind of overwhelming if I said, here's our vision, and we passed out a book that was a thousand words, you know? We're reaching people. 
we're discipling them, and then we're trying to plant more churches. And so our vision is, very, is written down, and it's very clear. The Next Step class that just started is helping people to learn what to do next. And, and we know that we're seeing a, a move of God, amen, in our, in our fellowship. Uh, there's really so much to say. We're talking about Costa Rica tonight, but let me tell you something. There's so much going on, it's hard to keep up. Pastor Jones and Pastor Dustin are in the Congo. I believe they're coming. they got to be coming back soon. They're back. Uh, they've been in the Congo for about three weeks, and um, I know Pastor Mario showed a quick video. Uh, God is just moving all over the world. You saw Pastor Safari here from Nairobi and what God's doing there. And uh, conference will be here before you know it. I want to put a plug right now for conference. I know many, many, many are already going. Many have already gotten to a place where once conference ends, we're already booking the next year. We're planning. We're setting it apart for work. And so I want to speak tonight, and we can just leave that up there. That's fine. I want to speak tonight for a moment to those that have not gone or knew Begin to plan for it. We have lots of new families in here, lots of new couples, people who've just gotten baptized, people who've just gotten saved, and you've never gone to conference. I know, I know that Adrian and Tunda came in the, literally the week that we were going, and, and it was just, there's just no way for them to go, but they wanted to go. And you have to make plans, but I want to tell you something, and I can ask for raise of hands. When you make the plans, God makes a way. How many have, have made plans in the past and God just made a way for you to get to conference? Just lift, look at all these hands. So don't say, I, I, don't, I can't get off work or I don't have the money or any of those things. Just, just make plans. It's the last week of July. I think it's the 24th through the 28th. It's life-changing. Amen? And In the last couple of years, church, we've been able to take over 100 people from this church I want to break that. I want to shatter that this year. I want to take 150, 200. I want us to have to shut the church down the Sunday we're gone, amen, or the Wednesday we're gone because everybody's going. So ask about it. Find somebody. Say, what do I got to do? There's all kinds of ways to get Airbnbs now and, and uh, place. We can, we can, there's all kinds of ways to make it happen. The conference doesn't cost anything. It's just getting there, amen. So when you get to see that, it's an amazing thing, but there's nothing like actually being there. So then it says that he may run who reads it. And then the next part says, and this is what I'm talking about after 30 years, for the vision is yet an appointed time. I've been telling you guys over and over again, I want to say it again tonight, you just got to stay with it. You just got, you heard Pastor Safari say that, right? Last week, I think it was the sun, Saturday night or the Sunday morning message, where he stayed in that church. He didn't understand the language. He, he, he wanted to leave, but he stayed. And because he stayed and because time went on, God did amazing things, and so if we just stay in it and do the right thing, you'll see God work in your life. And it says, at the end, it will speak. In other words, that vision will come to pass, and it will not lie, though it tarries. I mean, oh, there's things we want to see in our lives, but it doesn't happen in our time. But if we'll wait and wait and sometimes wait and wait and wait on the waiting, it'll happen. You just got to stay patient. You just, and I, I'm, I'm a living testimony of that. I never would have thought 30 years ago when I got off that plane that I was going to come. Someone would have told me, you're going to get back off this plane in 30 years with 15 people from your church. First of all, that would have been freaking me out right there just to say from your church alone. And uh, with, your, with your daughters and your son-in-law and your grandbabies, I would have never believed it. But that's what happens when you wait and the vision, you stay in the vision. 
Though it tarries, wait for it, because it, say this with me, it will surely come. How many believe it will surely come? And when it says it won't tarry, that's not contradicting to the fact that it's tarrying. It's saying it's going to happen. How many believe in God for some things in your lives? For him to use you in your life, to get some breakthroughs in your life, to do some things that you're still believing for, for God to do in your lives, they're going to come to pass. Amen? They're going to come to pass. So uh, I, I don't have a particular order, but I want to let some of these couples just share what they saw and uh, they've written it down or they've got it down so they're, they're, they're going to stay focused on what they're going to say. Uh, does anybody just want to raise their hand and say they want to go first? That'll make it easy on me. All right, Santos and Noemi are going to come up here and, and uh, I'm going to sit out the way and, and get back up so I don't stand here. Going first used to scare me. Now going first, it just makes it easier. So <laughs> let's, let's get it out of the way. <laughs> so what we came, we came away from, from this trip is we saw a few of the areas of Favas where Pastor Blake and Pastor Mario ministered in. We also got to see Pastor Blake, Pastor Carlos, and Pastor Jose, and Pastor John officially pray over the pastor that was sent out to Nicaragua. And that was amazing to, to, to us personally, just seeing that. And for me, it was, it was seeing it because I pictured when we will be doing the same in our churches here as they send out their pastors, as Pastor John is praying over his disciple, as Pastor Brian is praying up, and the other pastors around here praying for their disciples because they're about to go start. And that was just something amazing to go see over there. And uh, the people were so loving and caring. We got a chance to meet some of the people we, we had heard about and had been praying for, which that is amazing within itself, miracles that were out there. We saw the needs in Ciudad Colón. I thought they were better off since they, they are not in a bad side of town, but they are in need of air conditioning, amongst other things. We saw the needs that are needed in both places, not only in prayers, but financially as well. And my, my prayer is, Lord, if you can use these hands right here to provide for your kingdom then give us the strength health and ability do, to do so thank you pastor blake and miss carla for the great oppor opportunity to see this firsthand we are very grateful to pastor blake for driving us around on a stick shift vehicle which a lot of y'all up in the front don't even know what that is <laughs> <laughs> and a very congested and ris risky country we had a blessed and wonderful time, and we thank you, both of you pastors, for being out there and doing what you did so we could be able to see that. Thank you. Praise God. Did, who, how many of you young people know what a manual is? Not manual, your friend at school. <laughs> manual, the thing you put your hand on. To, they got a van that was automatic first, and I was so happy. I said, oh, thank you, Lord. We're moving on up. I did. I was so happy. So the next day we got in that thing real happy and we started going up to the, our first place, which was to see a volcano. And we started going up the hill and it started getting slower and slower and slower. And long story short, it, it overheated and stopped. And so we had about, I don't know, a couple miles left. And that don't sound like much, but it's windy road and it was about a 40 minute walk uphill. And so somehow, some way, by the supernatural power of God, we were able to get an Uber up on that mountain, I'm telling you, there's no, I don't even know how we got signal. I'm, I'm not exaggerating. Got us all Ubers and got us up to the volcano so we wouldn't miss our time because they'd already paid for the park and all that stuff. And 
And uh, then, then we, the adventure is we, we started to make our way back down, and we just started walking. I mean, there's no other choice. There's no, right, no Ubers up there. Couldn't get a signal. And so we finally uh, we went in two groups. Uh, some left, that got left behind and stayed behind, so we just left them. And we started walking down and got to a truck of the agricultural company. And this guy was sitting there, and we all wanted to ask him if we could jump in the back of the truck, but no one did, so we just kept walking. Then he turned his truck on and drove by us, and then about another, I don't know how, half a mile down the road, he was sitting on the side again. I said, okay, he's, he, he wants to give us a ride. So they went up and asked him, and sure enough, we all jumped in the back of that truck, something you can't do in the United States, and he took us down to this restaurant while we were still waiting for Pastor Jose to get the van that they're talking about, which it wasn't an automatic this time. So I'm not lying. My calf is killing me. I, I've, uh, right here, I thought I had a blood clot or something, but someone reminded me that I was driving that stick all week. So that's what it is. So maybe to this time next week, I'll feel better. I mean, it's crammed up in there, and, but it was a blessing. Amen. Thank God I remember how to, how to Pastor Mario remember that when I was playing basketball at the same, there was very, very little automatic vehicles back then. It was very hard to get an automatic. So on top of basketball and the, all that that goes on your knees, I had to drive a stick everywhere. And so when I finally got an automatic, I was known for driving through town with my, I had a really bad left knee. I was known for driving through town with my left knee out of the vehicle on the mirror to stretch it out because I, I had to stretch it out. It hurt so bad. And uh, people would freak out because they don't, mo over there, they don't know what an automatic is. And they're thinking, how in the world is he driving that vehicle with his left leg out? So I was doing white man's witchcraft over there, too, for Pastor Safari. I wish you could have seen it. Amen. But it was, it was, a, good, it was a good time. Brayden and Jolly, you guys come up here next and say what the Lord did for you on this trip. Amen. All right, so um, I want to start off by saying that Costa Rica was beautiful in itself. Um, as you know, we always talk about our churches around the world and collect money for missions, um, but going and seeing the work in person truly blessed us in so many ways. So on Wednesday, we visited our church in Pavas, and so many young kids and teenagers went up for salvation. That alone was powerful in itself. Um, on Saturday, we got to witness to people in Ciudad Cologne, and we asked many of them, like, what they wanted prayer for, and you would think they would say, like, AC or, you know, like materialistic things, but a lot of them just wanted peace. They just wanted the peace of God, and it just touched my heart because we pray for, what, cars and houses and, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, although our churches may seem small, just know they're doing mighty things for God, and they sure do love to serve him. Some of these people have close to nothing, yet they serve God and praise him and raise their hands in surrender like they're the richest people in the world. That alone should be a challenge for us. I say all of this to say continue to pray for our churches around the world, and if you already don't give to missions, you can start today. Uh, I just wanted to say be encouraged because that verse that pastor gave us in uh, Habakkuk was very true. If we just run with the runners, you know, as we are all runners, if we would just run with each other to the end, we would, we would be successful in our churches, right? Another thing is the reason why I say that and why it's so, why it touches me so much is because uh, me, David, and 
Pastor Carlos, we were all sitting, like, standing like this, and we were talking about how far the church has come. Uh, he was like, we started off with 200 people when Pastor, Bo Pastor Mario left, and when we left, and uh, now we're down to, they probably have, what, 35 people, tops, 60 maybe, tops, uh, and then what I noticed was he told us, he, he encouraged us, he said, just run with the runners, don't be, don't, don't get held back from, from how many people are in your church, you know, don't, those numbers don't matter as long as we run together, right, so I would, I, I really just want to, you know, encourage you guys to let's do it. Let's do it all together. Amen. Amen. Then, then when the vision tarries, you get to see Braden grow up in Costa Rica. He left when he was 12 and go back married with a wife. That's pretty cool. Amen. Uh, Jose and Brianna. It's going to be mostly Brianna because Jose got to tell his in September. Costa Rica was beautiful. I never thought it would be something like I always think of pretty places like Colorado, but when I went there, I was like, "Whoa, okay, <laughs> it's totally different." <coughs> we had such a great time, a great experience with everything. <coughs> Going to the Bavas Church and seeing the revival happening, just seeing all the young people that came to the altar, and just everything that happened in on Wednesday night. That was service was amazing. Even though I don't speak Spanish, it was an amazing service. <coughs> and the outreach was also amazing, just going and walking the streets in Sulan Cologne and just seeing all the people that are out and about and them just walking everywhere, not being busy like they are. we are here and just actually having time to see, to talk to you and actually want to have a conversation or actually take something from your hand was really neat. In Pastor Jose's church, we had the opportunity to teach Sunday school, which at first I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting because I don't speak this language. And so <coughs> we got to, to teach them. We taught them David and Goliath and everything that I was teaching, Jose was saying in Spanish, and they were really learning. They would come up to me and speak to me, and I'd be like, mm-hmm, yep, yep. That's good. <laughs> I didn't know. And it was fun. It was a different experience seeing it that way. The experience was amazing, just seeing the different people and the different aspect of life that's there. And I just wish everybody could see it and just see our vision going coming to truth over there. So real quick, uh just uh, just to put another plug in your ear, go to conference. I mean, I'm. This is where I met my wife at, and yeah, we didn't. When I started going to conference there, I didn't meet her right away because she was, she was still not there yet. But like Pastor said, and like Pastor Safari said, stay with it, stick with it, and I did, and that's where I met my beautiful wife there. And you never know. I mean, God's, God's got somebody for those who are single. Those who are looking, God has somebody for you. Just stick with it because you literally, like I said it before, you, 
you got to find that person that's so in love with God that you have to go into God's heart to, to, to find that person there. And, and as far as Costa Rica being there, I mean, I love the kids. As, as for myself, uh, it's harder for me to get on with an adult than it is with the kids. So I'll just play around with the kids, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I get started with the kids, and then they'll see how big of a teddy bear I am. I'll just start doing my best to pray over them and, you know, pray for their innocence, continue to keep their innocence all the way to the end of the race. Amen. It was a blessing for them to be able to step in and do kids' church for them uh, and let the people from their church be in the, be in the service and serve. And they just had a big blessing. They're on, th they're on the third floor. It's a 3-4 building, and they're on the th there's an elevator. Thank God for those that need an elevator. If there's handicapped or whatever, I'm taking the stairs um, personally. Amen, always. But the second floor is like an Herbalife. Uh, the first one's a, a, a bread store. Sells delicious pastries, and uh, so it's a good staple place to say it's the third floor of that uh, uh, panaderia. And then the second floor is open, and it's for, they do Herbalife. Some of you guys know what Herbalife is. They make those shakes and stuff. And So the owner found out that they needed space on Sundays for the kids, and so without charging them or anything, he lets them use that entire floor for the kids now for Children's Church on Sunday mornings. So that's a huge blessing. Amen. How many kids was there? I want to say there was at least 10, 10 to 15, thinking somewhere about 10 to 15 kids. Amen. And it's, and it's just a, you know, a young church, so that was really awesome and really powerful. And um, we, we want you to know that we, uh, besides our missions, you know, besides what we send off every month, we took offerings. We took an offering to Ciudad Colon from our church personally. We took an offering to Pavas, and we took an offering for, for Nicaragua as well. Amen. And uh, that church is doing really good. Be praying for Pastor Javier and Luby. Um, this is something I want to throw in that was really Im impressed the people that were with us that they didn't know. Uh, he was there that Wednesday night. And, and I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I totally forgot that, we, that he was coming from Nicaragua that night for a special purpose. I mean, I, I quickly remembered but we had so much going on that I forgot that we were going to be praying over him officially. So when we sent them out earlier in November and they went, Pastor Carlos said, I want you to come back to Costa Rica and, and, and pray over him specifically and, and send him off. And then next month, Pastor Mario is going down and they're going to go into Nicaragua to that church. But they uh, are on that land, and um, they need water, they need electricity, they need a lot of stuff. They're just bare necessities. Just water and electricity. So be praying for that, that we can be a blessing and help them with that. And then also, uh, it was pretty impressive. What's the drive? Is it 8 or 12 hours in the bus? I think it's somewhere between there, right? 8, eight to 12 hours. So they, they took a bus. He came with his wife and his mother and his sister. And they took a bus all the way from Nicaragua to that service that night just to be there on the Wednesday night for that service to get officially prayed over. And then stayed that weekend so they could go to the outreach with us and then went back uh, Monday. So, you know, that's the kind of stuff that is, is a commitment that I think that when you go on a mission field, um, that's the kind of things you see that cause us to come back and realize how spoiled we are in America. Amen. You know, tonight's a Wednesday night. We've got AC. I thank the Lord for that. 
Um, we've got nice, comfortable chairs. But I remember in our church in Pavas and Pastor Amaro, remember this, when it's, it was not rainy season right now, thank God. We went at a perfect time, got a little bit of rain. But when it's rainy season, it rains so hard you cannot see in front of you. I mean, it's torrential rain for eight months. And most of those people, 97% of those people don't have cars. And one of the most amazing blessings that I'll never get out of my mind is to look at the back of that church and see the umbrellas all the way across the back of the church and people worshiping God with water, their pants and their dresses wet up to their knees from walking to church in the rain. Amen? That's the kind of stuff that they do in other countries that we're, we go, oh, it's raining. I don't want to get wet and get in the car and drive to church tonight. Amen? But that's kind of how we are in America. Can I get an Amen. So we're too spoiled sometimes, but that, that's the, that's, we don't want, we don't want to be like that. Amen. We're special people and we love the Lord and we're going to get to church just like you did tonight. Amen. I think we just have one couple left, right? I'm not missing anybody, am I? All right. So David and Claudia, you guys come up here and say what the Lord showed you guys. Y'all enjoying yourselves? Tell the person next to you, this is good. Say we're going next time. Amen. Costa Rica was amazing. Pastor Carlos and Gloria in Pava's church were so welcoming and super happy to see us there. Church service was powerful. A lot of people got saved, specifically this young couple that was sitting in front of me. During the whole service, you can tell they were paying attention but were hesitant to go during altar call. But Pastor knew there was still two more people needing salvation, and it was them. So he emphasized there's still two people fighting it. And that's when they walked up. Pastor was led to do an altar call specifically for all the teens, just like he did here right before we left. And lots of teens walked up for salvation and prayer. You can tell that they were at church to fill that void, and some were probably involved in stuff they shouldn't be. Pastor made an altar call for healing, and a lady went up with her baby because he had tumors in his body. We are believing for a good report back. The Holy Spirit was definitely there. The church did a potluck dinner for us, and we were able to fellowship with the church and build relationships. And we still couldn't believe Pastor Carlos and Gloria drive over two hours just to get to church. That's crazy. <laughs> so we, we talked about a little bit about the outreach that we did for Ciudad Colon. Um, the people from Pavas came over to help out in a bus, but loaded up a whole bus and got there. Uh, the location for our church in Colon is in a really good spot. It's almost like the equivalent of the Den Square area here, just a, a few streets down, so it's a good place to outreach. Um, we went down to the neighborhoods, knocked on doors. Everyone was super friendly, uh, allowed us to talk to them. Some even asked for prayer. Uh, we were blessed to s uh, be able to sow seeds in that area, and we know we'll see the harvest, and we'll hear about it also. We were able to talk to Diana, the lady that had requested for player for stage four cancer and is now healed. She was super thankful to be in church that believes in healing and knows we were also praying for her all the way in Texas. She wants to come visit our church to thank everyone personally for the prayers, and we're hoping she makes it to conference. It was super amazing for me to finally put a face and meet someone we were praying for. Church service Sunday was powerful. Great turnout. Pastor shared a word that was very well received. Several people went up for salvation, and altar call was full. I was able to share my testimony with Catherine that serves as church as singer, mother of five kids, recently separated from her husband, 
and he was there and went up for salvation. Was able to give her hope that if God restored my marriage, he can also restore hers. Her daughter, Yuli, is 14 and is learning to play the piano. And brother, who is a miracle baby, also serves as usher. Was excited to see that they also do Sunday fun day, and we were able to be part of it. I shared pictures of our Sunday fun day. I had the opportunity to also meet Anna, and she invited us to breakfast Monday, where we got to spend all morning with her, and she was able to share her testimony with us. It's powerful. She took us to her business that she plans to open next month, and we were blessed to be able to pray over it. She will also be coming to conference and visit our church here in Texas. We were also able to convince Micah, Pastor Jose's disciple, to come to conference. Now we're asking for prayers for Catherine. She was supposed to start her first job Monday morning, but was rushed to the hospital Monday at 4 a.m. and had emergency surgery in her colon. She was supposed to be released already, but is having complications. So Monday also, we stayed an extra day uh, from the, other, the rest of the group. Uh, Monday, we got to shop around and stuff. Uh, we were able to pretty much outreach at the marketplaces where we were, talk to the people, let them know what we were doing there, left Jesus cards everywhere. Uh, it was nice to be able to bless every Uber driver that we were taking. Uh, yeah, they were freaked out by the by the amount of blessing that we were giving them. So, yeah, we let blessed them and then gave them a Jesus card and let them know where we were and what we were doing. And so that was pretty good. And overall, it was an amazing experience to share the love of Jesus in Costa Rica. Buena vida. Amen. Pura vida. Amen. Let's, let's close our eyes, bow our heads. Father, we thank you tonight for allowing us to see the vision, Father. Thank you for those that are watching online, those that are here in this place tonight, God, as we're going to open up these altars to spend some time praying, Lord God, for Costa Rica, praying for the vision. Praying, Lord, that every one of us in this place could understand that just as they were saying there at the end, Lord, our, our gospel preaching is not from the pulpit. Lord, it's not on a Sunday or on a Wednesday, but, Lord, it's in the streets. It's in the supermarket. It's in the Uber. Lord, it's everywhere we go, Father. We pray, Lord, tonight that you would put a, a burden in the hearts of every person here, every teenager, every young person, every older person, every couple, that, Lord God, our vision is to reach and teach and send, God, and that starts with the reach, Lord, and that you put a burden in our hearts, Lord, to understand we may never go to Costa Rica, we may never go to Africa, we may never leave this country to go to another place, but, Lord, right in our neighborhood, right across the street, right in our school, in our workplace, there are men and women and teenagers who are needing the gospel of Jesus Christ to be preached to them, Father. And, Lord, that is our job. That is our call, Lord, to be a witness everywhere we go. And, Father, we thank you for placing in us a mighty burden to see the vision tonight. That, Lord, you said, go and preach the gospel to all nations. And, Lord, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them everything that I have taught you. And, Lord, you said that in my name those who believe would cast out demons. Lord, they would lay their hands on the sick and they would recover. They would speak with other tongues and nothing deadly would hurt them. Lord, you go before us as a church tonight. Father, right now, as I'm praying, I believe you're putting in the heart of people here people that need to be witnessed to. 
people that are at workplace right now, thoughts are coming into minds. People are coming into the thoughts of people here that, that maybe it's an enemy. Maybe it's someone they've had an argument with. Maybe it's somebody who's treated them bad at a job, Father. But they need to be a witness to them tonight. They need to share their faith and give a Jesus card and say, can I pray with you? Because as Joely said in the very beginning, this world is not looking for material things. This world is looking for peace. This world is looking for hope tonight, God. And you are the God of all hope. You are the Prince of Peace tonight, Father. And Lord, we just pray tonight supernaturally for an anointing of the Holy Spirit to move in this place, to move in the hearts of every single person here. As we begin tonight to pray and we open these altars, before we do, how many in this place tonight? All over, from front to back and side to side, maybe watching online tonight. Maybe you're that Uber driver that I had on Monday coming back from the airport that asked where our church was because you're looking for a church. Maybe you're somebody that has got online tonight, you think, by accident. But the Holy Spirit has you here tonight watching this podcast, watching what's going on. Can we put some music on, please? And as you're listening right now, I want you to lift your hand if you don't know Jesus. Just say, I'm here, and I need to change my life. I need to be born again. I need to be saved. If I died tonight, I don't know where I'd spend eternity. Just lift up that hand. Say, pray for me right now. I want to be saved. I want to be born again. I want to give I want to have a new fresh start tonight. You could could be a teenager, could be an older person, could be someone who's been coming to church for a long time. Maybe tonight the Holy Spirit is saying you've been playing games. You've been messing around. You've been you've been looking right on the outside but not living right on the inside. The Holy Spirit's dealing with you tonight. Just say God, I need to change tonight. I need to make a difference. Just put that hand up and say that's me. I want to get my life right. I see your hand with Jesus tonight. I'm not, I, I see your hand. God bless you, sir. Tonight's my night. Tonight's my night. You know, when we do these altar calls, the reason we wait a little bit is because there's a battle going on between the devil and Jesus. There's a battle be go- going on between light and darkness. And darkness does not want you to come into the light. The devil doesn't want to let you go tonight. He likes where you're at. But tonight, God wants to loose you. God wants to free you. God wants to set you free. God wants to give you a new beginning. He wants to give you a future and a hope. How many more? Just lift up that hand and say, you're talking to me tonight. I want to be saved. Amen. Let's stand all across this place in reverence to the Lord. As you're standing, several hands went up. If you, if you want to change your life tonight, I'm already here at the altar. Find that aisle. Step out. And just come down here real quick. Just step out and come down. You raised your hand. Come on. I'm going to wait for you. I saw several hands. Come on. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You raised your hand. Come on. How many more? You raised your hand. New beginning. New start. Fresh start. Praise the God. Praise God. Praise God. You know, as, as David and Claudia said, there's hope. Amen? There, there are people in our church, I, I, I'm not going to name names, there's couples in this church, starting with them, whose marriages were in trouble, who's had bad situations happening, and, and it looked like there was no hope, and today they're serving God together. Amen? 
There, there, I want to, I've told you, Todrick this week, and, and this isn't for embarrassment because we're a family. Every, if you're here and you're a couple and you're in a, in a marriage and your marriage is being attacked, it's because God has a call for you on your life. It's because God has a plan for that marriage. The devil does not attack what he has already won. The devil doesn't attack what he already has. And so the reason he attacks marriages is because he knows what a power couple looks like. And tonight we're going to declare through your humility of coming forward that God's going to do a work. Amen. In your situation. If there may be somebody else here and you're, you're, you need a touch in your marriage, you need a touch in your, your situation, humble yourself. Ray said it at prayer. we got to humble ourselves. So I need help. If we can't be honest in church, where can we be honest? We have to be able to say, I'm vulnerable by now, right now. I'm struggling right now. Amen? There's lots of ch- couples. There's lots of people who are struggling. Come over here and be right here. I want to I do something tonight that I feel the Holy Spirit's having me do. We're going to pray for salvation in just a moment. Actually, let's pray for salvation first. Say this after me and those that are watching online. Lord Jesus, I know you're the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Jesus, I come to you humbled with a broken spirit, knowing that I need a Savior. Jesus, please forgive me for all my sins. Wash me clean from all my unrighteousness. I know I fall short. I know I need a Savior. And that's why I call on you right now. Save me. Change me. Transform me. Forgive me. I surrender. And I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And you rose from the dead to defeat death, hell, and the grave. And because of that, I'm saved. I believe it. I accept it. And I'm walking in it tonight. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Come on. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com. Thanks again for listening.